his hair. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Now, I have a question for you, folks. I think it's uh, a question I'll, I will be the first on radio, at least, to ask it. But before I ask it, I want to look at this here with you over at Right Scoop. Our buddy Brian has a list of all the crimes committed by the uh, domestic terrorist. I'm not talking about Bill Ayers and uh, Bernadine Dorn. I'm not talking about the FALN. They got all the pardons from Clinton and so on. No, no, I'm talking about this guy. And boy, I'll tell you what. He committed a felony in 1991, domestic violence in 1994, numerous parking violations, another felony in 2004. This guy, he was in drug court, more parking violations. Uh, he had a foreclosure. Let's see, uh, a criminal traffic violation, another traffic, 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 on and on. Another third degree felony, another parking violation. Misdemeanor as recently as 24. How's this guy not in prison? He's committed multiple felonies. But here's a bigger question for you, ladies and gentlemen. And this was sent to me by a buddy of mine. The New York Times and other news outlets keep referring to this guy as a registered Republican, right? But he's previously been convicted of felonies, according to their same story and these other stories. So he should have been removed from the voter registration list because he lost his right to vote in Florida. You know, the Democrats in the blue states and the blue cities, they keep pushing for the rights of felons to vote. After they've served their time, you've heard it over and over again. You heard Gillum mention it in one of the debates. Some are even pushing for the right of felons to vote while they're in prison. But let's talk about the facts here. It's Florida. He should have been removed from the voter registration list because he lost his right to vote. And it could not be restored until and unless he applied to the Florida Clemency Board and was approved. Florida is one of the states that does not does not automatically restore the right of felons to vote when they get out of prison, even though it soon might, by the way, because the left put a referendum on the upcoming November ballot. Irony of ironies to do exactly that. So unless he had his right to vote restored, he can't be a registered Republican, quote unquote. So I would ask the news media out there, the New York Slimes, the Constipated News Network, MSLSD, all of you. How did he become a registered Republican when that was supposed to be stripped off the off the uh, rolls? Now, once again. You don't automatically restore the right of Ellen's to vote when they get out of prison in Florida, even though the left has a ballot measure right now for this election to do exactly that. So this nut job would have had his right to vote restored if that passed. He's a registered Republican. How did he become or how did he stay a registered Republican given the multiple felonies? How? It can't be restored unless and until he applied to the Florida Clemency Board, and unless it was approved. Is that what happened? 
Are there any media media outlets that want to check it out? I'm curious. And by the way, I want to thank fabulous law enforcement, local, state, and federal. Fabulous law enforcement, the men and women of local law enforcement, the men and women of state law enforcement, the men and women of federal law enforcement. I'm not talking about the Comey types. You know what I mean. I'm talking about the men and women of local, state, federal law enforcement that the left trashes every damn day. That the left attacks as racist, as bigoted, every day. And yet here we had Democrats targeted and local, state, and federal law enforcement people were fabulous. They moved quickly. They moved effectively. And they tracked this guy down, what, in 48 hours or so, give or take? But don't worry, in another week or two, they'll be trashing law enforcement like they always do. Like they always do. Now, what of this criminal justice reform stuff? Criminal justice reform, they call this. How the hell did this guy get out of prison? He's got a criminal record, not as long as his right arm, as long as his left and his right arm. Misdemeanors, felonies. How did he get out? And this is before criminal justice reform. We spend way too much time worrying about convicted felons or people who plead to felonies and not enough time worried about victims of crimes. We've spent way too much time worried about illegal aliens rather than American citizens. We spend way too much time worried about illegal alien children, dreamers, rather than American citizen children. We allowed to talk about these things? I, I insist on talking about these things. Now, the president has correctly pointed out, I know he's an avid listener to this program, and I greatly appreciate it, that the media really have led the way with the rhetoric, with the references to Hitler, with the references to racism, anyone they disagree with on the left, and that includes the media, of course, that's how they frame the issues. Dictators. And there have been a number of Very smart articles written today and yesterday pointing out, hey, look, political rhetoric, even bad political rhetoric, doesn't justify, doesn't explain what a nut job like this does and did. It simply does not. I just gave you a laundry list of the crimes that he committed up until and through 2014. Donald Trump wasn't even running for president up until and through 2014. He committed multiple felonies by then. Multiple felonies. He was already radicalized. He didn't need Donald Trump or anybody else to push him over the edge. He was already over the edge. He started committing crimes, at least from the public record, since 1991, all the way through 2014. It has nothing to do with Donald Trump. Nothing whatsoever. But the left, the media, the Democrats, they have a quote-unquote registered Republican 
and Donald Trump. And he's driving around with with Trump and Pence on his uh, pictures of them and their names on his on his van. So they make this connection. There is no connection. There's no connection whatsoever. The media trashing law enforcement. The Democrats trashing law enforcement. The left trashing law enforcement. And now I think we can see why we need law enforcement. Excusing Antifa. Excusing Black Lives Matter. Ignoring Obama's relationship with actual domestic terrorists, Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn, among others. President Trump has no relationship and never did with actual domestic terrorists, underground student terrorists who are actually involved in bombings. None. Donald Trump has not pardoned terrorist members of the FALN, the Puerto Rican separatist organization. You can lay that on Clinton and Obama. Trump never did that. Trump never even suggested that. Trump has been supporting law enforcement, the same law enforcement that just tracked down this nut job. That law enforcement. But I ask the question again, maybe he is a registered Republican, this nut job. But how did he become a registered Republican? How did he not lose his uh, his right to vote? He's not even supposed to be on the uh, voting list. Or maybe uh, maybe there was an effort to remove him from the voting list, but some left wing group said it was voter suppression. I don't know. I'd like to know. We got a real mix of things here that's very fascinating to me. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The Democrat running for governor of Florida. Here's what he had to say about the cops. Wednesday. On a podcast. Hat tip free beacon. Listen to this, Florida. Listen to this, America. Cut 13. Go. Um, I've got to let them know. Anti-police? No. I'm for police accountability. But look, law enforcement society cannot work. And quite frankly, law enforcement can't do its job if it does not have a trusting relationship with the community. At the time that a law enforcement official has to go to a weapon, to a gun, to a baton, to a taser, then they have already have to go too far by their very presence. By the very trust that they uh, inspire in community and in society, they're supposed to be able to bring most situations to heal. Now, this is sick. And this man is sick from a um, philosophical, ideological perspective. He's a radical. He is sick from a philosophical and political perspective. He knows this not to be true. You have... Criminals in society, including in poor neighborhoods, who cannot be reasoned with. Rapists, murderers, would-be rapists, would-be murderers, robbers, would-be robbers, and so forth and so on. At the time that a law enforcement official has to go to a weapon, to a gun, to a baton, to a taser, then they have already gone too far by their very presence 
by the very trust that they inspire in community and in society, they are supposed to be able to bring most situations to heal. You hear this? It's incredible. And Debbie Wasserman Schultz has no problem with this. She thinks he's great. Because at a news conference today, in support of Andrew Gillum, here's what she had to say. Cut 12, go. I just want to share with you how heartbroken I was to have my incredible staff, who are taking care of the people I represent every single day, have to deal with that kind of danger and deal with that kind of horror while serving my constituents. And so we're going to make sure. It's one of the reasons that we have to elect Andrew Gillum governor. That's right. Because we need a governor that is going to make sure that we stand up, that we can stand up for the values of this community. And the values of the community is to trash the cops, even in the face of this. That's a press conference today. And I want Debbie Wasserman Schultz to know that she's a victim, that her staff, her staff, victims. But so was Donald Trump Jr. a victim. And so is Eric Trump a victim. And so is Donald Trump a victim. And so is Laura Trump a victim. And so is Marco Rubio a victim. And so is Susan Collins a victim. And so is General Mattis a victim. And I just don't remember all the outpouring of anguish by the media. I just don't remember it. Day in and day out. Now, this isn't about moral relativism or anything of the sort. This is about absolute, bold-faced, blatant hypocrisy. And Steve Scalise was actually shot and almost murdered, as others were shot. Luckily, this kook either didn't know what he was doing or didn't intend for these bombs to go off. Either way, he's a terrorist. And the New York Times tells us he's a registered Republican. I'm trying to figure out how that can be. I'm not saying he's not. I just want to know more. Because once you're a felon in Florida, you're not automatically returned to the voting list. You're not allowed to vote unless you go specifically to the Florida Clemency Board. Did he do that? Did he get approval? I mean, this guy in 2002. In 2002, he made a bomb threat. (coughs) He made a bomb threat in 2002. He's not a clean slate. The way he was, or the perpetrator before he was caught was portrayed. The insinuation from Schumer and Pelosi, the insinuation from CNN and MSNBC, was there was a direct line between Trump and his rhetoric and whoever was doing this. That was the insinuation that it pushed him over the edge and that this is what causes this sort of... No, it doesn't. The guy has multiple felonies in his past. The guy threatened to use a bomb in 2002. That's pretty uh, long before Donald Trump even flirted with the idea of running for president of the United States. He was arrested in 2002, according to the Associated Depressed, on charges of threatening to throw, place, project, or discharge any destructive device. And as pointed out in the Washington Examiner, he made the bomb threat 
because he was angry at a Florida utility worker. Same people do not make these threats. And commit these other felonies. And I suppose would-be governor Andrew Gillum, may I call you Andrew, sir? Andrew Gillum would say, well, the police shouldn't pull out guns or tasers or billy clubs or anything of the sort. No, no, no. They should figure out how to make the guy heal. Need more, you know, community relations. More community relations. I'll tell you what. I'd like to know a hell of a lot more about this situation. I really would. Not from a conspiracy perspective or anything else. I just want to know more of the facts. And I'm sure now that the New York Slimes, the Washington Compost, the Constipated News Network, MSLSD, and all the rest of them are working feverishly to figure out how he became a registered Republican or retain that. And I think the New York Times is obligated, since it was the first to report it, to tell us how. Was it because Florida is not allowed to clear up its uh, its voter rolls because of all the left-wingers suing? Is it because uh, people on the uh, Florida Clemency Board gave him his registration? What exactly? And are we going to rethink this idea that felons should be able to vote? I'll be right back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Just in time for Halloween, the Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi nightmare continues. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Oh, yes. I understand that Chuck Schumer goes trick-or-treating as Nancy Pelosi and vice versa. Pretty scary. Have you ever thought about the word education means to lead forth? And the word forth raises another question. Which way is forth? How do you know you're going in the right direction? Well, the answer is easy. It depends upon which way you go, right? Well, no, that's not right. My friend, Dr. Larry Arn, president of Hillsdale College, says young people almost always say that, that they've been taught to say that. But you and I know that that's the wrong answer. Let me tell you about a place that leads forth, Hillsdale College. At Hillsdale, they understand that true education means pursuing the highest answer to the question, which way is forth? Hillsdale students are challenged to discover the right way forth by reading the greatest books by the greatest minds in history. And they learn the meaning of the three ultimate and related things, the good, the true, and the beautiful. 
Hillsdale holds a unique and important role in American education today. I encourage all of you, my beloved listeners, to learn more about this remarkable institution at levinforhillsdale.com. That's levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I, I have a solution for this. Uh, they call it a caravan, for this invasion that's taking place. I have a solution. I posted it up on Facebook, and it's this. The uh, Prime Minister of uh, Canada, Trudeau, young Trudeau, chip off the old man's block. Trudeau has said in the past, hey, we, we uh, welcome aliens, illegal aliens. I guess he calls them undocumented migrants. From all parts of the world, we in Canada, we are loving people. We are compassionate people. We welcome all people here. So I'm thinking to myself, I have a solution to all this stuff. A solution for the illegal aliens who are trying to come into the country illegally. A solution for the Trump administration and a solution for the Trudeau administration. Here's what we do. President of the United States picks up the phone and he calls Trudeau and he says, hey, we got seven to 14,000 people coming here illegally. I know you support illegal immigration. I know your borders are wide open. You've said it over and over again, and you've said you're very compassionate about these things. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to get a whole bunch of Greyhound buses, and we're going to have as many of these caravan marchers as possible get on the buses, and we're going to drive them, you know, the way Mexico does it, lets these people go through their country into our country. We can learn something from Mexico. Oh, we can. And what we'll do is we'll put them on Greyhound buses. And we'll drive them to our northern border and we'll let them out. Because Canada wants them. These people want to leave the hell holes they come from. Am I allowed to say that? I mean, if you're marching a thousand miles or two thousand miles, I assume they're hell holes. Even though they're carrying their flags. And in the United States... This president believes in law and order and enforcing the immigration laws. So there you have it. You satisfy all three. The illegal aliens wind up in Canada, leaving their hell holes. Canada receives them because their arms are wide open for them. And in the United States, we enforce our border and our immigration laws. I think that's a brilliant idea, Mr. Producer. And on top of that, look at Greyhound. Greyhound makes a profit, too. They could probably use it. So that's my solution, ladies and gentlemen, for the caravan, a.k.a. parade of illegal immigrants who are coming into our country, supported by left-wing groups south of the border, left-wing groups within the United States, funding organizations within our borders, funding organizations outside our borders, like in Venezuela and so forth. But here we can accommodate everybody. Okay, we'll use Uber, too. I don't care. We can use Uber. We can use taxis, Greyhound, whatever. I'm not particular about these things. Well, Mr. Producer, my call screen is down. Why don't you give me a hand and tell me, number one, if we have a lib, and number two, if not, if we have a regular American. Mike in Maryland, the great WMAL. Go. Hey, Mark, great talking to you. Uh, First-time caller. Thank you, um, sir. Yeah, on the war of rhetoric that's going on, um, one thing I noticed that um, 
seems to have pushed some people's buttons and may have pushed this guy's button was that, um, you know, it's, it's the first time where supporters of a particular candidate have been directly account of the attack and attacked regularly for a long term. And, you know, and that's insulting to people when they have, when they pick a side and then they're attacked for the side they pick. And that, that's my point is, you know, they're going back and forth that it's the, it's the rhetoric between um, what Donald Trump said and, and what the media and the Democrats say. It's, it's who it's directed to. I don't ever remember Donald Trump um, doing something to the supporters of the Democrats the way that the Democrats. I think, I think you're giving this nut way too much credit, sir. In 2002, he threatened to bomb a, uh, a public utility because he was angry with a worker. So I'd be very, very careful about playing into the left's hands that this is uh, some guy who who's angry about what the left is doing and so forth and so on. We're all angry about what the left is doing, but we don't send real or fake bombs to a bunch of people. No, I don't. Uh, and I don't support that at all. It's more the case of, you know, you're, you're asking, well, why do we push people's buttons? Why go there anyway? Why ever attack the borders? That doesn't seem the right way to do things in the way that we're set up. Well, the media like to do this. They attack uh, all the time because, you see, Mr. Zucker over at CNN and uh, the clown that runs MSLSD, they've decided that they are political operations and that they want, to, uh, uh, they, want, they want to play to a base, the radical left kook Democrat base, and that's what they've decided to do. Uh, they're not really news operations. They know damn well that uh, Don Lemon is a joke. They know damn well that Jake Tapper more and more has become a joke. Look what they run at night. Stephen Colbert, the Spock of uh, uh, with the goofy ears. May I? Yes, I will. The uh, Spock of a uh, late night comedy. It's not even comedy. It's stupid. And look at Kimmel and Bits. Another moron. And by the way, several of these people, uh, including Kimmel and Bits and others, have done blackface uh, uh, shticks, if you'll call it that, in the past. How come they're not fired? Like Megyn Kelly's fired. How come they're not fired? How come Joy Reid hasn't been fired from MSLSD, given everything that she posted? I mean, seems a little odd to me. Thank you for your call, sir. Seems a lot odd to me. I'm not interested in the in the uh, conspiracy theories, Mr. Call Screener, like caller number four. It's just, it's, it, uh, let them call different shows. I'm not interested in that. Let's go to uh, Todd, Rockville, Maryland, WCBM. Go. Mark, great to talk to you. Here's Thank one you. solution I have. Here's one solution I have. I've done the math on this, and it's pretty incredible. You and I and everybody else pay into Social Security trust fund at about, oh, what is it, 6.8%, 7.2% annually out of our payroll. How about we institute for new citizenship in this country for a period of three years, you pay double that rate, and then you work your way to citizenship, and your rate comes down to a normal rate. I did some math on an average. Well, let's, let, let, let's slow down. You see, there's a moral issue here, sir. I don't think people should be able to pay their way out of their illegal behavior. Well, yeah, I'm not talking about and, 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 and what you'll also see is because many of them earn very little in terms of wages. Uh, many of them get paid under the table uh, because the employer doesn't want to be revealed as a crook. What I'm saying is I don't think this would work because it's already lawless. And so you're saying, OK, let's tax it. Well, if that's already lawless and they're not paying any taxes to begin with the employer and so forth, then how do, how do you push them into that system? Well, I'm saying even for legal immigration coming to this country, we've got to have something going into the... No, what we need is to limit the number of people coming into the country, legally and illegally. That's it. This is not 1918. It's 2018. It's a new ball game. 
I don't know what that means. I mean, it's a new economy. We can't live by the same standards. In the 1920s, during Coolidge's presidency, we had, uh, during that period before and slightly after, we had like a 20-year respite on immigration. Are you aware of that? I wish it was, to some extent, uh, a matter of us being able to just slow things down, assimilate people within our system, to take a look at how it's uh, shaking out in terms of our school systems, in terms of law enforcement, in terms of local health care, in terms of jobs and so forth. But what's happening is the left is flooding the field more and more and more. We have never had a 50-year period of immigration like we have right now, never in American history. We actually have a political party that's cheering illegality, cheering it. So I, I, I don't, but I appreciate your call. People come up with tax schemes and everything else. It's beyond tax schemes. It's beyond, well, let's have them pay three times. And no, no. Let's enforce the law. Let's enforce the law. And many people who come here, people don't want to hear this. Many people come here don't work. There's a whole underground economy <clears throat> with, uh, with fake Social Security cards, with people getting Medicaid who aren't supposed to get Medicaid. There's a whole massive underground economy going on in this country. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. And again, you have a political party that uh, it, it not only won't do anything about it, it celebrates it. It celebrates it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, we have about... Uh, 16,000 murders a year in this country. And I might be off somewhat, but that's my recollection. That's a lot of murders. Who knows why somebody kills another person? Tens of thousands of rapes. Sick. Armed burglaries and so forth. Are we actually to believe That the political rhetoric causes these things. I mean, seriously, ladies and gentlemen, this guy has a a long crime record, including threatening to use a bomb in 2002, multiple felonies. And we get played all the time by the media, really by the left, more, more, more generally played all the time. Well, if the president would keep down his red has nothing to do with the president. And as I pointed out in exquisite detail for the last 48 hours, it's the president who's called Hitler. It's the president who's called a Nazi. It's his supporters, us, who are called neo-Nazis and racists. It's the president who's called a racist. And he's called a racist and a Nazi on MSNBC, on CNN, by the late night hosts. Which is really, truly appalling. Absolutely appalling. And then they tell, you know, we got to tone down here. Tone down. Immediately out of the box, Zucker, who's responsible for CNN, puts out a statement without knowing anything, blaming Trump. Jake Tapper is such a fool, he goes on the air. Like John Harris, I think that's his name. They go on the air and say, 
Well, Trump says stop blaming him. Who's blaming him? What do you mean who's blaming him? All of you idiots are blaming him. Your network, MSLSD? Some idiot writing a column in, uh, in the Washington Post. Oh, Dana Milbank. Talk about a low life. Look at this Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski. This is a clown act. This is Barnum and Bailey. They're the center ring. They should be balancing balls on their nose, especially him with that bulbous nose of his. They should be doing the whole clown car stuff. Oh, but Trump, you see, inspired this guy. This guy was committing felonies before Trump even thought about running for anything. Grotesque. You know, your data is everywhere. Data breaches, Facebook breaches, big companies mining and sharing your information. These are legitimate companies putting you at risk. Now you add in all the crooks and scammers and the risk of ID theft. It's insane. Look, the best thing you can do is protect yourself and your family. It's why I switched to my ID care for identity protection, and you should too, because it's the best. There is no number two. It's number one. And they're the best in the business with plans starting for less than $10 a month. And only my ID care offers a 100% money back recovery guarantee. The only one. You can sign up at myidcare.com slash mark. Enter promo code mark. Myidcare.com slash mark. Promo code mark. Now, my ID care has taken care of Fortune 500 companies for years and years. But now their protection is available to you and me. And you, my listeners, you get 15% off. 15% off. It's myidcare.com slash mark, promo code mark. Okay? I want you to check it out because I know you're going to love it. I've got it. My family has it. And you know what else? It's very, very important that you protect yourself. It's very, very important that you protect yourself. And, uh, and they're the number one operation. It's myidcare.com slash mark, promo code mark, myidcare.com slash mark, promo code mark. All right, Mr. Producer, who do you recommend that I should speak to? 870 AM, Ken, in California. Go. Yes, Mark. I heard uh, some numbers, and it scares me, and I think I have a solution, but I need you to clarify the numbers for me. Well, I'm here to help, sir. I had heard that there are either 50,000 or 500,000 cases to be adjudicated as to whether they can stay in the country. No, that's wrong. There's one million. It's one million. Okay, that's Trump inherited a backlog of one million. So So people understand how this works. When somebody steps foot in the country and uses magic words that the lawyers tell them to use. Lawyers south of the border... Lawyers north of the border, they have the system, they know what the law is. It triggers a mechanism, a bureaucratic legal mechanism, where they have a right to be appear before administrative law judges. And because there's so many of them, they're given a date to return. And often that date could be two or three years away. And guess what? The vast majority of them never show up. Right. No, I realize that. So my, my solution, partial solution, would be to try to... In, in California, for example, if there are a shortage of attorneys, you can appoint a commissioner. 
Is that possible to appoint uh, a, a number Sir, of... Sir, they disappear in the shadows. You can appoint a commissioner. You can appoint a king for the day. But, you know, They're not... But it, co- Listen to me. I know you're, you're, you're enthralled with your idea. They're not coming to court. They're not coming back. But at least we would be able to there handle more of them as they come in. No, no, you don't understand. They have a right to come back. They don't have to be... In other words, nobody adjudicates something right there. You get to, to assemble your evidence and make your arguments and so forth and so on. So they're not going to adjudicate them right there. Unbelievable that that's the process. And the president has been begging Congress, trying to change the system to prevent this. And, of course, the Democrats refuse. So we would never be able to, to eliminate that million backlog you're talking about? I mean, no, the just, million backlog is one day going to become a two million backlog. Yeah, and this okay. backlog that I talk about, again, these people are gone. They're somewhere in our country. We don't know where they live. In some cases, they give false names and have false IDs. It becomes impossible. It becomes impossible. We have anarchy right now. Absolute anarchy in the immigration world. And uh, you can thank the Democrats and the federal judges. Absolute anarchy. Thank you for your call, my friend. I shall return. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day, with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. One of the things we do here is we are recording history. So when I tell you certain of these news outlets or leftists say what they say, that's one thing. But when you hear it from their mouths, it's quite another. And it's quite shocking. Many of these people are supposed to be straight news reporters. You cannot tell so frequently a straight news reporter from a commentator. I'm going to give you an example. 
Jen Palmieri is a despicable former communications director under Barack Obama. She is a radical, extreme hack. And she's on MSNBC today. And here's what she says. Cut nine, go. It was either President Bush or President Obama who had been leading at this moment. They would have called um, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and the other uh, uh, reached out to CNN to express concern uh, for their safety. And if you had seen one of their um, one of those presidents speak about this today and that it had been clear that the suspect was motivated by political rantings from this president. Um, as See, that? Cl- See that? Motivated by political rantings from this president, as is pretty clear. Absolutely sick. And the shooter, you see, at the baseball field that actually almost killed Steve Scalise and actually shot other people. She would never say he was motivated by the political rantings of Bernie Sanders. About such an unjust society, how the Republicans are blocking health care for all, and on and on. She would never say that. Because she is diabolical. Go ahead. You saw on that van, you saw CNN sucks. You saw a lot of right-wing propaganda on the suspect. That's right-wing propaganda, if you think CNN sucks? Right-wing propaganda. You see what they think of you? They just keep at it, day in and day out. Go ahead. Be incumbent on this president to say something unifying, but also some a message. He said something unifying, and he was immediately mocked by your ilk. You haven't given this guy a break since the day he announced his presidency uh, to run for president. You haven't given him a break at all. You've been mocking him, trying to humiliate him, trying to smear him, going after his taxes, going after his wives. Ex-wives, his wife, going after his kids, going after his businesses, digging up whatever the hell you can. You never treated Obama this way. And you won't treat any Democrat this way. Go ahead. Side um, of the political politics to say that we got to tone it down. We got to come together. And here she know- is, a bleeding heart left wing hack spewing, burping up her poison, talking about we have to tone it down. It's just incredible. Now, I'm not going to keep playing that because it's like waterboarding. I'm not going to do that to you at dinner time. But now here's Dana Bash. She's supposed to be a reporter, right? On CNN today. Cut 10, go. There's teleprompter Trump and there's Twitter Trump. And that was teleprompter Trump. Some, something that was written very carefully, very well. By and by the way, there's teleprompter Dana Bash, and there's non-teleprompter Dana Bash. Go ahead. And, you know, presumably him, too, doing what he should do, as you said, as president, talking about these despicable acts, that violence is, is never okay. Um, th- the problem is what he didn't say, either oh. in that teleprompter speech yeah, what? or on Twitter, which is... You know what? We all need to lower the rhetoric. Excuse me, he said that. But what you didn't like is he also told you to lower it. Bunch of narcissists. Go ahead. Because I, as president, have a big impact on people in what I say, just as 
the media have an impact, just as everybody else has Bernie an impact. Bernie Sanders has an impact, just as the, uh, the nut job in Utah who sent the ricin packages and others. When Democrats speak, they have an impact. When the media speak, they have an impact. Nothing that Donald Trump said resulted in uh, ricin being sent to uh, Susan Collins or General Mattis or the head of our Navy or to his kids or to Trump himself. Right? Who's responsible for that? Maxine Waters? Who? Uh, seriously. Chuck Schumer? Adam Schiff? Who's responsible for that? Dana Bash? Go ahead. The man with the loudest megaphone and the most Twitter followers in politics. And so that was a big omission. Now, this is a reporter, ladies and gentlemen, who is giving her opinion endlessly. And that's part of the problem in this country. There are people who give opinions, people like me, like Sean, like Rush, like Carlson, like Ingram, go down the list. And there are people who are supposed to be straight news people. Not interpreting the news, not giving their opinion on the news, not questioning. Just give the news. Does that sound like Dana Bash? She sounds like Jen Palmieri, a mouthpiece for Barack Melhouse Benito Obama. Go ahead. We have not seen him fill in that blank. And it, 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 it's anything, as you mentioned, he's gone the other way. On no, Twitter. he's go ahead. Go ahead. To continue to stoke animosity towards the media. He's not stoking animosity towards the media. You keep using this phrase. All of you bubbleheads do. You're stoking animosity towards the media because you're dishonest. You're intellectually dishonest. You know you're a liberal, Dana Bash. You know John Harris, your former husband. You know he's a liberal. You know Don Lemon is a radical kook. You know it. You know Jeff Zucker is a liberal who hates Trump. All of you on that phony network know who you are. You know what you're doing. And then you have these comments to make. Wow, there's animosity toward us. Of course he has animosity toward you, as do millions of other people. And we think for ourselves. It's not like the president snaps his fingers and all of a sudden, hey, sick him over at CNN. That's not it. I play your moronic statements. Eight and a half million people on terrestrial radio hear you. Another five million people hear you on my podcast. We hear you. We know what you're saying. We are thinking smart American people, not what you think we are. I'll give you another example. On this caravan issue, that is the invasion. Listen to Joe Scarborough today on MSNBC. Cut 14, go. We will not be distracted from the truth out there that brown people are not coming to to invade America. Uh, that this is all about Republicans that don't want to talk about the fact that they gutted people's health care and they, they don't want to have to face that truth over the next. So it's all about distract. You know that how I say James Carville says, look at the bird over there. Look at the bird. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening, except now it's Republicans doing it. This guy, this guy really is a mental midget. Look at the brown people. The brown people. We want to enforce our laws, and you see it's about the brown people. 
Joe Scarborough, the whitest man on TV next to uh, Chris Matthews. It's about the brown people? Really? When Shelby Steele was on my uh, Fox show several months ago on Life, Liberty, and Levin, he pointed out that guys that talk this way, they feel like they immunize themselves from criticism, that they're better than all of you. And so they can position themselves, you see, as supporting brown people. But you folks out there who aren't brown, you obviously hate brown people because you don't agree with Joe. This is a sick mindset, and they want to talk about putting fuel on the fire when they constantly push this racist narrative? Constantly. And then secondarily, Republicans have gutted people's health care? Obamacare is in place, other than the individual mandate. Nobody's gutted anything. Medicare is in place. Medicaid's been expanded. Obamacare is in place. All kinds of welfare programs out there. What exactly has been gutted? What's gutted quality, affordable health care is government. Is Obamacare and the left. So now all of a sudden, this fool who claims to be a conservative. Nobody else is. He is, you see. Republicans have gutted people's health care. And they don't want brown people coming to America, you see. Incredible. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Robert Garland, Texas, the great WBAP, a liberal. Go. Hello, Mark. Um... I will listen to your show often. I don't agree with you almost ever, but I have up until now respected you greatly because I think that everything you have said has been sincere. Oh, okay. Today, you have been so disingenuous. All right, sir, don't, don't psychoanalyze me. Go ahead and make your point. You don't know me. You know nothing about me. I don't know you. Just make your point. My point is that you are trying to say that others in America, whether they're senators or whatever, have the same amount of weight in what they say as the President of the United States. That's absolutely ridiculous. I didn't say that, but I will say the President of the United States has said nothing, nothing that would trigger somebody to do something like this. Nothing. Oh, now, come on. At his rallies, he has literally called and said, I wish it was the time where we could just punch people in the face. Yeah, he mentioned once punching. Let me ask you a question, sir. Do you know who uh, Oscar Lopez Rivera is? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. I want to have a discussion with you if you allow it. Do you know who Oscar Lopez Rivera is? I'm going to ask you one more time. Do you know who Oscar Lopez Rivera is? It's not a trick. Yes or no? Yes. yes. Who is he? But that is not what we're talking who about. Who is he? We're talking about presidents. Who is he? Do you, know, do you know who Donald Trump is? Get him is? off the air. He's a liar. He was the head of the FALN bombers in this country. That resulted in the death of, of a police officer, two police officers, and several bombings. And Barack Obama commuted his sentence. And all the rest of them that were involved in that gang, Bill Clinton pardoned them. 
Now, you want to talk about presidential responsibility? Let's talk about presidential responsibility. Barack Obama. Best buddies. With heirs. Another bomber. Bernadine Dorn. Another bomber. Commutes the sentence of Oscar Lopez Rivera, who never recant, who never backed off what he did. Even Clinton wouldn't commute his sentence while commuting all the others. I don't need lectures from you people on the left, and neither does the President of the United States. You are full of it. The President said punch somebody in the face. These guys were bombing the country. Civilians, police officers. And you elected Obama president. And you re-elected Clinton president. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. And I have to listen to the moral outrage of the left. The moral outrage of the media. It's preposterous. It's disgusting. It's like this Khashoggi matter. You have this Iran that slaughters journalists left and right, slaughters gay people left and right, slaughters Christians left and right. The second highest execution rate in the world behind China. Obama facilitates a deal in which he gives them $150 billion and $1.5 billion under cover of darkness with foreign currency. They killed American soldiers. And suddenly the left is upset with Trump's rhetoric. They're not upset with their own rhetoric. I never get a caller here from the left complaining about Antifa. It is a violent left-wing militia group, a Marxist militia group. And we had individuals on CNN like Don Lemon, people on MSNBC who downplayed their violence. They train. They come armed. Excuses are made for them. But Trump's rhetoric, you see, is what's pushing the country over the edge. One of the biggest animals in human history is Adolf Hitler. They call him Hitler. They call American citizens who voted for him Nazis, racists. But it's Trump, you see. If the left and the Democrats and the media had accepted the results of this last election in 2016, criticize a president, of course, but try to destroy him, come up with Russian conspiracy theories, Act like they're the National Enquirer with every allegation. Try and force him from office. Talk about his mental illness and on and on and on. If they accepted his legitimacy as president and criticized his policies or what he was saying, that's one thing. But that's not what's going on in this country. That's not what's going on in this country. And we all know it. So don't call your little whiny ass to me and say, Yes, but Trump said that you had no idea who Oscar Lopez Rivera was. None. And you don't give a damn. You didn't care about Bill Ayers. You didn't care about Bernadine Dorn. Khalidi, another one. You don't care about any of them. 
Incredible, really. Incredible, really. And what exactly has Trump said that would cause somebody to try and blow up 12 other people or threaten 12 other people? What has he said? He said, punch somebody in the face. Oh, so when Obama said, get in the face. When Holder said, kick them when they're down. And I go on and on and on. Did that spark some Republican? No. When Bernie Sanders goes on and on about how horrible America, how about how unjust it is, how people are discriminated against, how racist we are, on and on and on. What kind of support does that build for a society? Or does it cause some nut to go to a baseball field in Alexandria, Virginia with a sniper rifle and start shooting Republicans with a list in his pocket? We don't need any lectures from you leftists, that's for sure. Are you clowns in the media? I'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. The Mark Levin Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Have you ever heard of NO? I'm referring to nitric oxide or NO. It's a gas that your own body makes in the lining of your blood vessels from the time you were a baby. But with each decade, our body produces less nitric oxide on its own. Now, why does this matter? Because nitric oxide is a Nobel Prize winning molecule that signals your blood vessels to relax and dilate. Now, Super Beats by Human has harnessed the power of nutrient-enriched beets to create a superfood that helps your body make more nitric oxide on its own. Only one teaspoon of Super Beets daily supports your cardiovascular health and blood pressure levels, giving you natural energy without a quick caffeine kick or sugar high. It's real, healthy, natural energy. Listen, Stephen from Illinois, who says, the taste is pleasant, as is the increase in energy. Great caffeine substitute without the negative caffeine uh, side effects. Call 866-205-4907. 866-205-4907. Or go to superbeats.com slash Levin. Superbeats.com slash L-E-V-I-N. And find out how you can get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats <clears throat> and free shipping with your first purchase. That's 866-205-4907. Or go to superbeats.com slash Levin today. Now, look, it's Friday, so I want to remind you we have a very, very big 
Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. It's not that late, really, for those of you who are on the East Coast, if you want to wind down. It's a one-on-one, long-form interview, as you know. And my guest for the full hour is Newt Gingrich, and we hit the election, soup the nuts. We talk about the election. It's uh, uh, pre-election show, soup to nuts. And Gingrich, when he has time to speak, when he's not interrupted, when he's not surrounded by a zillion guests, he is really good. Absolutely great. So he and I, Levin and Gingrich, and that's never happened before, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, Sunday, this Sunday on the Fox News Channel. I hope you'll check it out. Let's go ahead and put that up on my social sites, Mr. Producer. I'll also remind everybody tomorrow, uh, because I think it's a very, very important pre-election show. That's uh, this Sunday, Newt Gingrich and me on uh, Life, Liberty, and Levin. All right, let's take a couple more calls here, and then I want to move into something else. Let's see. Any more libs who uh, want to make outrageously stupid comments? Let's go to Scott, Staten Island, New York, the great WABC. Go. Mark, thanks for taking my call. You got it. Uh, before I get to my point, I just want to remind you, also, we can't forget about that truck that was on the tracks when the Republican Party was uh, in, on, that, you know, on that train. Um, you know, the truck that was on fire. Uh, I don't remember, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, also, um, yeah, about the, uh, the, the invasion that's coming, um, and that call that uh, you had before that said, uh, you know, Mark, it's not 1918, it's 2018. You know, it's kids like that that are uh, really going to ruin our country. Uh, I see that every day, Mark, uh, in Manhattan. Um, the kids today are just unbelievable. They don't believe in the Constitution. They don't believe in anything. Uh, they just want to run rampant. Uh, there's no law and order, basically, with these kids. They don't believe in anything more. Well, what do you expect when their professors tell them this? What do you expect when the news media tell them this, when they see politicians like Kamala Harris or Bernie Sanders, who do nothing but trash our constitutional system and our economic system, and um, they're given all this time and all this attention, we're, we're, we're rotting from within because the progressives have devoured so many of our institutions. It's unbelievable. And unfortunately, the United States is becoming a toilet for these people. And it's, it's unbelievable because I love this country so much, and I have a big fear for it. In the future, and uh, it's the future. Let, let me now. ask you a question. When Reagan was president, we had it almost seemed weekly, if not nightly, the network news shows uh, going to these food lines right. in Washington, D.C. How old are you? I'm 56. So you remember these, right? Oh, sure. They would day in and day out that Reaganomics was causing people to starve, hungry people. How many network news programs have you seen? You certainly haven't seen them frequently, but have you seen. They're going to these tent cities that are all around Los Angeles. Uh, I haven't seen any. I haven't seen a single one. No, not at all. And yet people who live in and around Los Angeles, they see them every day. They drive by them every day. They're getting bigger and bigger. How many shows have you seen about these tent cities in San Francisco and the needles and and the defecation and all the other stuff that's going on in that city? How many shows have you seen on that? I haven't seen any, Mark. No, you haven't. You're not going to see them on CNN or MSNBC, and I haven't even seen them on Fox. We ought to see what's happening to our cities. 
And how many have we seen really on the border cities? We have people walking up and down the fence, walking up and down the border. But how about these small communities, these ranchers on Arizona and these other states? How many stories have we seen about what's taking place there? We don't see any of it. No, we don't see any of it. And that's the thing. And, and it's terrible because the media is so corrupt and we should be seeing these things. I mean, we don't even see it from Fox. I, I hate to say that, but we don't. And it, it, it's unbelievable. We need to see this. And it's, it's just incredible that we don't. Yeah, I know. And this is our news media, you see. Exactly. And, By the way, Michael Avenetti... Um, He's probably going to, I believe he's had an ethics complaint filed against him. He's had a formal criminal complaint filed against him now. Um, he, uh, a judge has ordered him to pay nearly $5 million to, uh, to one of his former partners. He's behind in his rent. How come we don't see him on CNN anymore? I, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, he's, he is the... He was their favorite lawyer, other than that nut Tubin, who's on the payroll. Avenetti was on CNN, MSNBC, the main networks, but particularly CNN, dozens and dozens and dozens of times. Has he been banned from CNN? Didn't they know about his background? Didn't he know he was a slip-and-fall lawyer? Everybody else knew. Villains chase him, Mark. All right, my brother. I appreciate your call very much. You know, I started out in radio in New York. Most people don't get to start out in radio in New York, and I love my New Yorkers. I really do. I'm from Philly. I love my, my Philly folks, too. I love people from New York. I love people from all over the country, but it's the New Yorkers who gave me my start. They're the ones who loved my show, who loved what I do, and but for them, I wouldn't be on the rest of the country. That's true. I just want you to know that. Jimmy, Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC. Go. You mentioned a little while ago Oscar Lopez Rivera. Now, this was a communist terrorist who blew up bombs and murdered Americans. And then Obama let him out of prison early after serving 35 years for killing Americans. Well, Oscar Lopez Rivera yesterday spoke at Hofstra University. So you see, the communist terrorists in the 1960s and 70s that were blowing up buildings, killing Americans, trying to make communist revolution, they became professors. And they've been brainwashing and indoctrinating and organizing our kids, our students, who are now congressmen and senators. And this group out there now, Antifa, this, this Marxist revolutionary group, they will be the next wave of hardline Marxist professors. They are raping our students' minds. They're committing ideological terrorism. They're planned. They're trained. They know what they're doing. They're making great salaries. Uh, they're getting paid to destroy us. We need to enforce something like separation of Marx and state. We should not be funding people who are working to destroy us. It's not an accident that we see all this kind of violence in the streets. And now some kook who appears to be a right-wing guy, if this is all true, the whole media is blaming this on the conservatives when the violence from the left. I remember the protests during the Vietnam War. I remember the so-called anti-war people out there with the communist flags. And I saw the signs, Vietnam Veterans Against the War. That was John Kerry's group. So it wasn't just anti-war, they were anti-American. Well, those people have been indoctrinating our students forever. The media was on the enemy side during the Cold War. So the idea that they're fake news, it's actually worse than that for maybe 90% of the media. And I've been trying to get this story out about Oscar Lopez Rivera. I gave it to so many people, I don't want to embarrass them, even in the media, and nobody touched the story. Well, now, you just gave enough- it to millions, yep. 
Well, that's good. Now, there's another enemy agent coming up to speak in New York, Angela Davis. She's a high-level Communist Party official. She's a fanatical Castro supporter. She supports terror, communist revolution, and she ran for vice president on the American Communist Party ticket. She's coming to New York University November 5th, Monday. And I'm getting this from a Marxist newspaper called The Independent. They spell it I-N-D-Y-P-E-N-D-E-N-T, The Independent. Clever. Now, this, wait, wait, i got to tell you more. This paper was put out by a group who did a fundraiser for Lynn Stewart, the communist attorney that defended terrorists. Right. This paper works with Muslims in mosques and Muslim neighborhoods, trying to work with them, convince them to quit cooperating with the police and the FBI. This group celebrated the 100th anniversary of the Soviet Revolution, and this year they celebrated the 200th birthday of Karl Marx. So they're colluding with Russia, they're colluding with all America's enemies, and they're having enormous influences on their colleges and everything, and they're blaming all the trouble on the people who oppose them. Now, you have to wonder why the media, that claims to be so anti-Russian, why they don't pay attention to any of this, because you're right, this is real collusion, it's taking place in our schools and universities, and and in these public forums. All right, Jimmy, I appreciate your call, buddy. We'll be right back. Mark in. Every time you go online, your internet provider and advertising companies can track what you do and sell your personal information. Plus, the NSA gobbles up Virtually everything. So how can you protect yourself? Computer experts recommend using a VPN. Now, the software I use called ExpressVPN makes it super easy for anyone to stay private online. They're rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar. Now, these days, I don't use the Internet without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN's apps take just minutes to set up and afterwards run seamlessly in the background of my computer and smartphone. You install the program, then turn on ExpressVPN protection with a single click. That's it. Couldn't be easier. And it protects your privacy. ExpressVPN secures and makes anonymous your Internet through data encryption and hiding your IP address. That means nobody, nobody can record or access your online activity. So if you want to protect yourself from hackers, spy agencies, and your ISP, visit expressvpn.com slash mark. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com, expressvpn.com slash mark. And get your special offer, their special offer, three months free, three months free with a one-year package. Don't risk your online data anymore. Keep yourself and your information private. From everybody. Visit expressvpn.com slash mark today. This guy, uh, Andrew Gillum, I like to call him Andy Gillum, just because I'm sure it makes him upset. And uh, I like to make leftists upset. He's got other problems, folks. There's breaking story this evening. This is from the Tallahassee Democrat. I'm telling you, it's the local newspapers that really are covering this race uh, correctly. FBI undercover agent paid food tab for Andrew Gillum fundraiser documents review. Let me tell you, Florida, particularly you independents who haven't voted yet or thinking about it. You could have a guy here who's under investigation for his entire governorship if you elect him as your governor. Because this guy was taking freebies left and right. 
You know about the Costa Rica trip. You know about the Hamilton ticket. You know about the hotel in New York City. These things are worth thousands of dollars. But here's the breaking story tonight by the uh, Tallahassee Democrat. An undercover FBI agent posing as an Atlanta developer seeking to do business with the city of Tallahassee where he was mayor, Gillum, picked up the catering bill for a 2016 fundraiser for Mayor Andrew Gillum's nascent political action committee, Forward Florida. The PAC would eventually become the war chest of Gillum's gubernatorial campaign. It is the first piece of evidence linking the ongoing FBI probe to Gillum's broader campaign for statewide office. And this stuff's trickling out, trickling out, not due to the DeSantis campaign or the Republicans, but due to one of the people who's caught up in this, the lobbyist. The emails and receipts released Friday today as part of a supplemental records request from the Florida Commission on Ethics shows that the agent, the undercover FBI agent, Mike Miller, was invoiced $4,386 by 101 Restaurant and Mint Lounge, a restaurant owned by lobbyist Adam Corey at the time. Now, this guy, Corey, is buddies, or was, with Gillum. An email exchange shows that Miller paid the bill and Gillum sent him a personal thank you. That is a thank you note uh, for the food. Now, Gillum has been lying through his teeth all along about the extent of this investigation. And he knows the extent of this FBI investigation. He's been lying about the extent of the FBI investigation. He's been lying about his involvement in corruption in this city of Tallahassee. And it is corrupt. And today, again, he's trashing police officers. Police officers that are forced to, to, to draw a weapon, even a taser. Well, then they've blown it, according to him. A month after meeting Mike Miller, this is the FBI undercover agent, for breakfast at the power plant cafe uh, at the Edison. Corey, that's the lobbyist, enlisted the undercover agent to help foot the bill for a fundraising dinner at Corey's house on behalf of Gullum's gubernatorial campaign. I'll keep in mind... Uh, Corey, the lobbyist and buddy of uh, Gillum, didn't know that this guy Miller was an undercover agent, of course. An email exchange between Corey and Lowe and Bryce Barnes, a Florida Democratic Party official, who would go on to become finance director for Bill, uh, Gillum's campaign, show them arranging a dinner fundraiser at Corey's house for Forward uh, Florida, Gillum's gubernatorial PAC. The PAC was originally set up as a general lead. So now you have... Uh, his gubernatorial pack doing a fundraiser and the meal is paid for by the undercover agent, the undercover FBI agent. Now, clearly that's illegal. The flyer billed the event as honoring Gillum and in one email, Barnes described it as the first kickup event for his campaign. It's attended by roughly 40 Tallahassee notables, including this one and that one. We have a pathway with the outstanding to get to 37,850 Whatever we can push to get us over that $40,000 mark would be amazing, Barnes wrote to Corey. Thank you again for all your work to make a successful event last night. The minimum donation for the dinner was $5,000 a person. But Corey, the lobbyist and buddy of Gillum, arranged an alternative donation for Miller, the undercover FBI agent. Quote, instead he is helping to underwrite the cost of the meals and drinks we enjoyed, Corey wrote to Barnes. 
A year before he announced his candidacy and two months before the fundraiser, Gillum and Daniels flew to Tampa to meet Leach, senior vice president of Southport Financial Services, an affordable housing developer and Democratic fundraiser. Anyway, it goes on at great length, the uh, <clears throat> the extent to which Gillum and his uh, cronies went to get freebies, uh, to associate themselves with these developers. It's just typical sleaze. Typical sleaze. And I watched this debate the other night. He couldn't have been more nasty, couldn't have been uh, more outrageous, Gillum. And, of course, when you accuse him or even raise these issues with him, which are quite clear, he says you're bringing this stuff up because he's African-American. Look at John James in Michigan. There's a stand-up guy, a combat veteran, a successful small businessman running as a conservative to be senator from Michigan. This man is a is a magnificent candidate. Gillum is a disaster. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We have a special guest at the bottom of the hour, as we have this entire week, and we will next week. We try to address some of the uh, important races where I feel we need to hold uh, hold our ground. Barack Obama was in Wisconsin today. And he said something very, very important. And I want you to listen to this as we'll discuss it. Cut 16, go. Making this country better has never been easy. It's always been a fight. For every two steps of progressive change forward, a lot of times we take one step back in conservative retrenchment. That's what happens. That's been the pattern. Every time we pull ourselves closer to our founding ideals, that all of us are created equal and endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights, whenever we start moving in that direction, the status quo pushes back. You win the right... To form a union, then people try to bust your union. You fight and win a higher minimum wage, and then Congress just doesn't raise it for a decade. You win the right to vote, people try to make it hard for you to vote. Nobody's trying to make it hard for citizens to vote. A lot of the hate and poison and division Uh, as a result of Barack Obama and propaganda like that. Eight years of that, eight years of, or not eight years, but Eric Holder. And you hear other people from his administration, Hillary Clinton. They've created these, these wedge issues. They've done a hell of a job of turning this country inside out and upside down. Fundamental transformation. But what he's saying actually was stolen from Franklin Roosevelt in a famous speech that he gave that I made famous, I guess, from the 1920s. 
He said, we have these respites, I'm paraphrasing. We progressives, we advance, advance, but we don't hold office long enough to do the things that we have to do. And so they figured out what they need to do is create this permanent bureaucracy and take over the courts, which is something Woodrow Wilson pushed for. Now, our founding fathers are used in very diabolical ways by leftists like Barack Obama. On the one hand, they condemn them, saying they owned slaves. Some did, some didn't. On the other hand, they use the Declaration of Independence, and less so, but sometimes the Constitution, to claim that what they're advancing is what the founders and the framers actually intended. And so, if you really don't train your mind to understand this and follow this, it can be alluring. Or it can be confounding, but it can also be alluring. We progressives take two steps forward and these conservatives pull us back a step. And progressivism is the way forward, you see. And progressivism is what really the framers of the Constitution intended and the Declaration of Independence. Nothing could be further from the truth. He knows it, but he lies. Unalienable rights has nothing to do with government. It has to do with the civil society. There was no federal government. There was no national government when the Declaration of Independence was adopted. Unalienable rights. Natural rights. Progressivism rejects all this. He knows that. He's an Alinskyite. He knows where Woodrow Wilson stood and Franklin Roosevelt stood. He knows all about John Dewey and and Henry Crowley and all the rest that I've written about at some length. He knows Marx well and Engels well and Hegel well. And he knows that in order to create this utopia, which is really hell on earth, you have to destroy these institutions. You have to destroy the institutions. Unalienable rights has nothing to do with the progressive agenda. Pro-union, anti-union, minimum wage, no minimum wage, health care, no health has nothing to do with that. It is a recognition that we are human beings, that we are individuals, and we have the right to be free. And we're supposed to be treated equally under the law. Nothing to do with economic outcomes or minimum wage or the laundry list of, uh, of the left-wing agenda. And Obama in this, just so you understand modern history, Obama in this is uh, regurgitating things that have been said by Theodore Roosevelt in his new nationalism speech. Woodrow Wilson and multiple speeches that he gave and all of them attack the Declaration of Independence or turn it inside out as Obama did. What he's doing here isn't particularly smart. He's just stealing the propaganda of the past 100 years old more. They wrap themselves in the Declaration of Independence. By rewriting it. By rewriting it. 
I don't have enough time to get into this again. If you read uh, Rediscovering Americanism and the Tyranny of Progressivism, you'll know exactly what's going on here, as I said when I wrote it. It's over a year old. I'm not hawking it. I'm just saying, if you want to understand it, it's right there. He wasn't done. Cut 17. Go. The powerful and the privileged fight hard to keep what they got. I don't know what that means. First of all, let's use English to keep what they got. You mean to keep what they have. The powerful and the privileged fight hard to keep what they they got. What does that mean? Who are the powerful? Corporate executives or senators and congressmen? Professors who indoctrinate their students? Media personalities? Who, who are the powerful exactly? George Soros? Steyer? They want to keep what they got. What does that mean, they want to keep what they got? If you earn something legitimately by your smarts, by your hard work, whatever, of course you want to keep what you got. Why shouldn't you? The most powerful people in this country are the people who run government. Because they have something that you do not have in the private sector. You know what that is, Mr. Producer? The law. The law. They control the law. They can punish people. They can fine people. They can penalize people. They can put people in prison. That's why the communists, the socialists, the fascists, they want to control the government. They don't want to control this company or that company or this building or that building. They want the government. They want to control the government. Your constitution, which he claims to support and does not, doesn't control the individual. It doesn't control business. It doesn't control the private sector. It doesn't control private property. It's intended to control government. Because government's where the power is. Government's where the power is. Go ahead. The powerful and the privileged fight hard to keep what they got. And by the way, is this divisive rhetoric? If somebody really believes what Obama's saying, that this is what's going on, that these people are privileged, they're powerful, they've taken, they get to keep what they've got, Or if they believe what Scarborough says and the others say and compare Trump to Hitler and everything, doesn't that incite people? Go ahead. They'll try to make you angry and cynical and distracted, and they'll try to exploit our history of racial division or ethnic division or religious division. Gee whiz, who does that? Here we have the demagogue pointing fingers at others, and that's what demagogues do. Go ahead. They'll try to pit us against one another. They'll tell you that, oh, no, everything would be okay if it just weren't for those folks who don't look like you. Oh, see, see? This is real hate speech. Is that what people say? This really is digging into hatred and animosity and jealousies. He says, let's not. They'll use history and racial division. Look at this. They'll use racial division or ethnic division or religious division. What did he just do? It's incredible. 
He's talking to a largely African-American audience. He knows exactly what he's doing. You won't hear CNN or MSNBC, all those hosts and anchors, all their guests. You won't hear them play this and condemn Obama for his race baiting, his hate baiting. You won't hear a damn thing about this. Other than the fact you listen to my program, go ahead. They'll say whatever it takes to keep their stuff, to maintain their privileges, even if it's not fair, especially when it's not fair. They like now, it now listen to this to emphasize. They will say whatever it takes to keep their stuff, to maintain their privileges, even if it's not fair, especially if it's not fair. This is the man, more than any man who's held the presidency in recent times, who has undermined the unity of this country. Not Trump, Obama. Not Trump, Obama. Go ahead. Even when it hurts the country, even when it puts people at risk, it's a cynical kind of politics, but frankly, sometimes it works. Incredible. Incredible. The guy with Ayers and Dorn and Khalidi. The guy who led a terrorist out of prison. The guy who put an embassy in Cuba. The guy who gave tens of billions of dollars to the terrorist regime in Iran. Unbelievable. The things he says about this country, the things he says about his fellow citizens. This is nothing short of Marxist propaganda while he's raking in tens of millions. And by the way, did you see all the conflict going on about his library, how he's trying to impose his library on a a, a lower middle-class neighborhood and they've taken him to court? You seen any stories on that? I'll bet you've seen damn few. Never liked this guy. Never, ever liked them. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Sean, Vancouver, Washington, the great KMAX. Go. Well, first of all, Mark, it's an honor to talk to you. Thank you. Um, but, you know... Uh, Obama, all through his presidency, did exactly what he just did. Mm-hmm. He he went to the UN and slammed the U.S. and he knew uh, that um, that these guy this guy was innocent. He went he would do speeches and say, "Oh well, some people will say this," and it ends up being some little obscure comment in some paper that nobody reads, and that's supposed to be speak for millions of people. Mm-hmm. Just a long pattern. What what did Obama do to try and unite the American people? Anything? Oh, I I can't think of a single thing. No. 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 White people are racist. We'll start there as soon as we can feel. Well, and it's not just that. Black people who don't agree with them obviously are uh, are they're not right. You know. All right, my friend. Thanks for your call. I mean, what he's pushing here is an ideology. And it's whatever works. You can use race, you can use income, you can use whatever you need to use. Worker against employer. 
Um, you listen to Obama, it sounds like we haven't made any any progress whatsoever in this society, and yet it is the most magnificent society ever established by human beings on the face of the earth. Period. So why would we copy the failed societies? It's easy to steal people's things, Mr. Obama. It's easy to redistribute people's things, Mr. Obama. That's what tyrants do all over the world. What's hard is to uphold liberty, to limit the power of government, and to comply with the Constitution. Craig, Hamilton, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. Hi. Um, thanks for having me. I was uh, speaking to uh, someone I work with who hates Trump, and uh, we were talking about the situation with the bombing attacks, and I said to him, what about Steve Scalise? And he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. Chris, well, let's slow down. There's been no bombing attack. There have been packages with these devices in them, none of which have gone off. That doesn't make it a, a, a good thing. It's still acts of terrorism. Uh, the people who have been shot and almost killed were on that baseball field. Go ahead. Uh, I apologize. I didn't, I didn't you don't need to apologize. I just want to get the facts straight. <clears throat> okay. So um, he said, well, you know, we can't compare Bernie Sanders to the president of the United States carries much greater weight being the president. So I said to him, what about the assassination of the five policemen in Dallas following the anti-police remarks by President Obama and Eric Holder. And tragically, he didn't even remember this until I pulled it up on the Internet. Well, sir, you've just said something you're not even allowed to say. While Trump is blamed, and I told you two days ago, you could see it coming. They're starting to aim at Trump, trying to turn the story into Trump. Um, that's perfectly fine. They can say whatever they want about Trump. It's just, uh, just, just fire away. But if you bring up the fact that Obama was truly trashing cops and law enforcement and Holder was too, and they're nationalizing these, uh, these local uh, police departments and some of the really reckless things that they said, whether it was Ferguson or Baltimore, both towns, by the way, which have not recovered from what took place, uh, you're not allowed to say that stuff. You're not allowed to say that stuff. And yet the fact is the rhetoric was outrageous. Again, I don't consider it being the reason that these uh, that these cops were murdered. The guy was an absolute nut and so forth and so on. But the media will never be consistent because the media are of Obama's ilk. They are progressive ideologues. They are statists. That's who they are. And they and they reject the election of Donald Trump. That's why they hate him so much. All right, Craig, thanks for your call. Hamilton, New Jersey. I know where it is. It's a very, very nice town. Matter of fact, Johnny, Washington, D.C., the great WMAL. Go. Mark, I want to thank you for logic and reason and patriotism. It's so refreshing and, and so rare. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, I'm calling just to say and to be a little bit contrary to what some of the previous callers have said is that, that this didn't just happen overnight. Obama didn't just arrive from nowhere, you know, and that our our education systems, you know, just suddenly have brainwashed our children. This happened because good men did nothing. Because conservatives and Republicans were fearful of the media. You know, and it's so refreshing to see in Trump to not And your point is, it's a little muffled. And your point is, Trump rejects that. Trump has taken them on. And you're not allowed to do it, apparently. We'll be right back with our special guest. 
Mark Levin Show, the pool feed for the conservative media. Dive in now, 877-381-3811. Fall is officially here and temperatures across the country are starting to drop. After a long summer of running your air conditioning, and the time is quickly approaching to start running your heater as temperatures begin to drop in most of the country. Now, the National Weather Center is saying the north and central part of the U.S. will experience a colder October than years past. We're already feeling that, aren't we? Now's the perfect time to consider servicing your system and replacing your HVAC filters. We have the perfect company to help make your life that much easier. Filterby.com, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. You can choose from over 600 sizes, including custom options that ship for free within 24 hours. Plus, they support working Americans manufacturing all their filters right here in America. Save 5% when you subscribe for auto replacement. You have a schedule, so you'll never forget. You take the filthy uh, filters out, put the clean, fresh ones in. It's much healthier. Trust me. That's 5% when you do that, you'll save. Filter Buy will save you time, save you money, and help you breathe better. I want to strongly encourage you to do that now. Fall is well underway. It's getting colder. You need it for the winter. That's FilterBUY.com, FilterBuy.com, FilterBuy.com. Barbara Comstock represents the 10th Congressional District in Northern Virginia. She's obviously being targeted, and she's running against the most left-wing Democrat who's running in the Commonwealth of Virginia, the most left-wing Democrat who has served in the state Senate in Virginia. Barbara Comstock, how are you? Good evening. Great to be with you, Mark. And uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you uh, for coming on. Tell me about your opponent a little bit. So the people all over the country are aware of this, in Northern Virginia are aware of this. Tell us about your opponent. Well, sir, well you know, she's, you know, a, a Nancy Pelosi, you know, a devotee. She... Um, was rated the number one most liberal state senator. And as you know, there are a lot more liberal areas in the 10th district, say Arlington and Alexandria and Virginia, but she was rated the most uh, liberal state senator. Um, she is opposed, you know, she opposed the tax cuts, of course. She is, she is attacking me on the tax cuts that are giving, as you know, our, our families uh, throughout the Virginia's 10th district, great family tax cuts, the $2,000 child tax credit that was a bill that I had to double the child tax credit. She would eliminate that. She would. She said, you know, we got to get rid of uh, those tax cuts. And she has said she wants to increase the Social Security taxes that we all pay, you know, raise the cap and, and do it that way. Uh, well, let me not- slow you down a second. As I understand it, she has a long history of raising taxes, including on people who drive, and there's a lot of people who drive from Northern Virginia to Washington and back and forth. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, hotel taxes, car taxes, um, you know, you name it. There's, you know, you can see on our wrongwaywexton.com the list of tax uh, increases that she supported. And um, on our website, barbaracomstockforcongress.com, you can see the tax cuts that I've advanced. And uh, since I've been in the state house, you know, I have I have never supported a, a bill to increase taxes. I think the way we grow our economy and get more money flowing in, so we can you know rebuild our military, you know, which we've done now, which my opponent doesn't talk about at all. But the way we you know advance our get this. 3.5% growth, 4.2% growth that we have is by cutting our taxes, bringing businesses back from overseas, reinvesting in our own economy, and 
you know, we have this great economy with the highest median family income, you know, low unemployment across the board. I mean, I know you highlight this all the time, but this isn't something that uh, my, my opponent opposes this record. I mean, it's, it's interesting. She's just, um, you know, attacking me with this scorecard they have. And ironically, you know, the, the, the scorecard they're doing, it's called the 538 scorecard. 82% of the bills on that scorecard are bipartisan. And She's opposing those things. Now, six of them are tax cuts, and most of those weren't bipartisan because Democrats never support tax cuts. But seven of the votes were to keep the government open. Eleven of the votes were to you know, stop this overregulation that the Obama administration had done. Uh, two of the votes for, for the great right to try legislation so that if you're diagnosed with a deadly disease and there's no treatment available, you can use an FDA drug that may still be in a So trial. she opposes that. She, she, she's attacked me on all these votes, these 82% bipartisan votes, but nobody in the press ever covers them. So I'm delighted to be on your show because you're live and you talk about issues. Every time I tell the press that 82% of those bills on the scorecard are bipartisan, they don't want to talk about it. They just want to attack the president. And I said, whether you like the president or not, three of those votes are for our veterans, 11 of them are on regulation, seven of them are to keep the government open and fully fund our military, fund the NIH. You know, I'm the only um, one in the region, in this Washington region, who's Republican inside the Beltway. And if you don't have a Republican in a Republican administration, this is going to be a one-party town, and we'll be like Chicago or Baltimore, where you don't have different voices, you know, speaking up and and working for our local region. So I think it's really important that we have a voice that is going to be able to work with the administration for priorities for Northern Virginia. Now, here's here's the thing. Your opponent, Wexton, is not just a Democrat. That would be fine. She's a radical. She will join the radicals in the House of Representatives. I mean, the hardcore radicals, the open border radicals, the massive government radicals and so forth and so on. And um, Nancy Pelosi has put in over a million dollars in the race. And now Bloomberg's coming in and doing two million because they saw what we saw in our polling, which is the race is tied very close. And they kept saying they thought they had it all put away. But I'll tell you, we are. We are in here. We're fighting because when we can get this great record that we have of, you know, growing the economy, getting more people back to work, um, you know, passing the opioid legislation that the president signed this week at the White House, that I was there with Democrats and Republicans, you know, celebrating that we got this national emergency in the opioid crisis, $6 billion that we're doing to help. And the press doesn't want to talk about that. So I appreciate you being a place where we talk about issues and the good things that we're getting done for the country. And my opponent opposes this agenda and just wants to resist. So I said, we're about results. They're about resistance. I'm about, you know, getting things to, that improve the quality of life and advance our economy, protect, you know, our citizens, public safety. I've been endorsed by the Police Benevolent Association, but I've also been endorsed by and supported by the um, Federal Employees PAC as well as every business group involved. So I've brought together a diverse coalition. What, what kind of groups have backed your opponent? Um, well, the, uh, the, the Metro Union group that is running an attack out on... That keeps threatening out. to shut down the, um, the Metro in the Washington, D.C. area and violate, yeah. and violate the law. And they're attacking me for not raising taxes. So my opponent attacks me, and then people like... This, was, this is a union that was so 
you know, dysfunctional that the Obama administration supported, uh, sued it. And that's who's supporting her and, and other union groups. But she hasn't gotten, you know, any business endorsements. She wouldn't even sit down to interview with the Police Benevolent Association. And this is someone she put her own staff into fake party city costumes as police in her ad to imply that she had the support of the police when in fact the police have endorsed and supported me because of my record on public safety. All right, let me ask you this before, let let me ask you this before we run out of time. Roads, it's a big deal in Northern Virginia. Uh, And there's a lot of road construction going on and that's even before the president pushes through an infrastructure program. But she's a heavy duty taxer on the toll roads, isn't she? Yeah, well, she was for that, that those forty six dollar tolls that you see when you you go into Washington. She was for them before she was against them, <laughs> and you know she was on the uh, committee that you know that they that put through that. But more importantly, she's saying she was against them. Yet Terry McAuliffe, who put that into place, how she was ineffective in persuading him. Now you look at something where I know we might disagree on this, but I really advocated for the. Um, a pay raise for our federal employees and the president and you know the administration initially was going to do a pay freeze and i went to them politely and made my case and talked about why it was important that the people who you know at the fbi at the cia all this you know that they got their pay raises so they can do the good work they did in you know arresting this uh character that they mm-hmm. uh, got today and so um I worked politely with the administration on that. She was ineffective in getting Terry McAuliffe to do anything um, and, and get rid of those $46 tolls. And so we need someone who's effective, who can work with, you know, a Republican administration or Democrats. I've demonstrated that. And, and I've, you know, always been someone advocating lower taxes, um, <coughs> building our military and public safety, which is why I'm thrilled to have the support of our police and you uh, you are in a tough district. It's a marginal district. And what they're hoping, of course, is that they can scare the hell out of everybody in northern Virginia, uh, particularly the federal workers and others, and the teachers, uh, the usual unions and so forth, to turn those people out. And what they've done in the Democrat Party is they have selected the most extreme, radical, Nancy Pelosi-like candidate they possibly could. And they're hoping to turn the entire area blue. So it's crucially important. Let me speak to the Levinites out there. Many conservatives out there. Well, I don't know. It is crucially important that you come out and vote up and down the ticket and you come out and vote for Barbara Comstock. Um, She may not be as conservative as you like, but she's not a radical kook like the uh, like her opponent, who clearly is. And uh, I've known you for decades and I know you're a person of integrity and ethics and I think it's very important that uh, that the people come out and vote for you. Conservatives, moderates, independents at the Republican Party unite as the Republican Party is uniting all over the country because this is a different kind of election. I'll give you 60 more seconds. Well, I, I thank you, Mark, uh, for highlighting and really talking about the issues that matter here. And we just have a great opportunity now to continue on this path to prosperity that we have with our great economy going and our strong military and national security. So I, I thank you for highlighting that and you know, give, my, give a plug for my website is Barbara Comstock for Congress.com. We are being outspent, yet we are still stay, staying narrowly ahead or tied because 
people understand the good policies of getting more money back into your pockets, back into your businesses, you know, supporting, you know, our our military and our veterans. And, you know, you've been a great advocate for our veterans. I appreciate um, your support there for our military and our national security, you know, dealing with the opioids crisis. We're going to continue those good policies and we can do it working together with in our community. Right. I can tell you, my husband's a teacher. We've got yes. a lot of teacher support too because we've done good things there. So thank you. All right, Barbara. It's BarbaraComstockForCongress dot com. Let's put it on my uh, social sites. Livingites out there, she needs your support. People who live in the tenth, uh, all over the tenth, it's a, a very a fairly sizable uh, district. You need to get out there and and help and get signs up and so forth and so on. Good luck to you, Barbara. Thank you. All right, take care of yourself. Remember when comedy was great? It wasn't political, it wasn't profane, it wasn't worried about hurting someone's feelings. Well, after being gone for far too long, great comedy is now back. Announcing CRTV's Make Comedy Great Again tour, coming to a performance theater near you. It's a night of 100% clean, politics-free stand-up comedy. Featuring an entire lineup of comedians who are ready to make you laugh until you cry. You'll appreciate safe, hilarious, laugh-out-loud language during this night of label-free, tell-it-like-it-is vintage comedy. CRTV's 2018 Make Comedy Great Again tour features veteran comedians like Jeff Allen, Brad Upton, uh, Earl David Reed, and many more. So bring your grandma, bring your kids, and get ready to experience what comedy was always meant to be. Great and truly entertaining. Find tickets for a theater near you. Here's where you go. MakeComedyGreatAgain.com MakeComedyGreatAgain.com Check it out. MakeComedyGreatAgain.com We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Amazing candidates the Democrats have uh, picked this cycle. Crackpot socialists for the most part. It is absolutely amazing, isn't it? I mean, even in Northern Virginia, crackpot socialists, tax increasers, and all the rest. What am I doing, Mr. Producer? Oh, I don't have any commercials. Well, that's good. Barbara Comstock for Congress.com in Northern Virginia. That's your choice between her or a radical leftist. And she'll probably take some heat just for coming on my program because, you know, there's something wrong with this guy. The fact that I served in the Reagan administration, the fact that I uh, have written the books that I've read won't matter because that's not the nature of the left. The Washington Post will endorse her opponent because the Washington Post will do what Nancy Pelosi wants to do. And the rest of the country, this may be a campaign you want to support as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, every Friday, America, in your honor, here we go.
I want to salute the armed forces tonight and all law enforcement. Thank you for what you've done this week and what you do every single day and night. And I want to say goodnight to my father, who won't be calling me tonight like he did most Friday nights and most nights after our radio show. I miss you, Pops. I'll see you all on Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern, on Life, Liberty, and Live In. Have a wonderful weekend.